Well, good morning. It's good to see you this morning on, on a very warm, balmy day. So if you're in long sleeves, I don't get you. I don't understand it. But again, you also, if you know me, know I've spent some time in Alaska and Iowa. So this is like Alaska summer heat wave. I'm feeling pretty good. My name is Matt Perez. I'm the care and equipping pastor here. I'm one of the uh, pastors on staff, one of the staff members. I have the joy of not only calling Life Church my home, but I also get the privilege to work here. And it's a an opp- great opportunity just to celebrate this morning what God is doing. This morning, we're going to celebrate what God is doing, not just here in our backyard, but around the world. We're excited to welcome up in just a few moments, Brett and Wendy Roseman, our missionaries who are in, uh, I butchered this all through the first service. It looks like E. Swatini, but the E is an S. It's S. Swatini. And all I've said is, it's like Prince, I'm just called the artist formerly known as Swaziland, okay? So if that joke went over your head... It's because you were born in like 2000 or 1995, right? Prince kept changing his name, and I lost you, and we'll just get back to our regularly scheduled time in God's Word. In Acts chapter 13, the church is gathered together, and they're celebrating and worshiping God. It says, they were in the church at Antioch, prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Mania, a member of the court of Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. I love this passage. It's one that some of us can be quite familiar with where the church is gathered. They're worshiping. They're celebrating. They're seeking God's direction. And a major shift happens in the church in those early years. And they go from being a church gathered to really focused on being a church sending. They set apart Saul and Barnabas to send out, to share the word of God throughout Europe and Asia and Africa, and so they're excited to go from church gathered to church sent, and it's a passage that oftentimes we can celebrate as a church, as we celebrate what God is doing in missions, remember that God calls us to head out, but then in Acts 14, it's a passage that sometimes I think we overlook, and I really want us to think about it as the foundation for this morning. In Acts 14, starting in verse 24, it says, then they, and they being the people from Acts 13 who were sent out, Saul and Barnabas and the crew... They passed through Pisidia and came to Pamphylia, and when they had spoken the word of in Perga, they went down to Attilia, and from there they sailed to Antioch. So they went back home, where they had been commended to the grace of God for the work that they had fulfilled. And when they had arrived and gathered the church together, they declared all that God had done with them, and how he had opened a door of faith to the Gentiles, and they remained no little time with the disciples. In Acts 14, we come to this end of this time of their what they would call the first missionary journey. And they head home and the church gathers again to not just hear cool stories or great stories or where you've been or what's the culture. And I gotta be honest, when I love talking missions, I love hearing what God is doing around the world. I can even be guilty of romanticizing missions to hear of these foreign places and these different cultures and these different places and lifestyles that need to hear the word of God. But we need to remember when the church regathered, it wasn't to hear cool stories or man, tell me what life is like down in Swaziland or Portugal, wherever you may be, but it was to celebrate what God was doing in the nations, that God was bigger than their backyard. And as they prayed and celebrated and sent out, they regathered to celebrate what God was doing amongst non-believers and the world who needed to hear and see and feel the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. With that said, before I invite Brett and Wendy up, they're going to share just a, a short video of their life and what's going on and their kind of day-to-day operations um, over in, uh, I'll just call it Swaziland. And um, let's roll that video if we've got it going here. Life Church, please welcome to the stage Brett and Wendy Roseman. 
You're switching on me. Well, I'm celebrating with my Alaskan blood the warmth of this. You're probably wondering when we're going to turn the heat on, right? It's amazing how climates affect you. This is winter. This is my winter time. I live in southern Africa. <laughs> so, yes, I have on long sleeves. So, uh, um, you're, you're back on furlough. You've been on furlough since Thanksgiving. And as I joked earlier, it felt like a, that's a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Thanksgiving was there. Um, and most of us know it from Black Friday, unfortunately. Right? We go shopping. And, but, but you came home on furlough. You're getting ready to leave. And when we sat down um, for lunch back around uh, post-Thanksgiving, you'd made the comment. You said, boy, I got to see a lot of familiar faces, but there's a lot of new faces that, that we, don't, we don't recognize at Life Church. So I want to take just a few moments to reintroduce you to some of uh, your church family. And if you don't mind, just taking a few moments to share who you are, uh, what you're doing, and where you're doing it, so we can just kind of feel like we're family here and get to know you a little bit better. I am the daughter of Carol and Leonard Robbins and um, the sister-in-law to Kim. And David is my baby brother, and he will remind me that he is younger. And I tell him I'm the favorite daughter. Um, We grew up in Rowan County. We went to East Rowan High School. For those of you who didn't go to East, sorry. Don't Um, blame us. Blame our parents. (laughs) Do what? I said don't blame us. Blame our parents. Blame our parents. Um, I did not realize until my mother pointed it out. I forgot to tell the first service. We have two children. (laughs) They are very important. I do love my children. We have two children. We have six grandchildren. And our son, just last Sunday, was installed as senior pastor at Northgate Church. And we're very, very proud of him for um, taking on the call of God in in his life. Um, We are a split household when it comes to sports. My, um, my lovely husband is a Carolina fan. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Um, I'm a state fan. Eileen, I, I will pull for Carolina, um, but just to tell you the kind of household I grew up in, um, my dad is big Carolina fan. Big Carolina fan. Um, and so in 1983, when state went to the championship my mom was actually in the hospital when this happened I was pulling for state dad's pulling for Carolina and he looked at me and said go to your room (laughs) and I what go to your room I mean we had it it was bad and mom never let us watch that game again until we both got a little older and we got a little more mature um, but I will say dad did buy me one year, uh, state went to the peach bowl and he bought us all tickets to go to the peach bowl to watch state play. So he loves me. That's why I'm his favorite. Make sure David knows that. Wendy, it was good hearing from you. And for the rest of the service, we'll only listen to Brett. Um, sorry, Duke fans. Carolina zone right here. Do we won't even mention Duke. I pretend it doesn't exist. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry guys. Yeah. Sorry. 